went over and he got Avery Brundage on the phone. He said, how are things going? And then he said, she said, you could hear him when he brought this up. He said, I understand it's a misunderstanding about this, the Special Olympics. And then Brundage kind of went nuts on the phone. And then the mayor said, you know what? I had the fire commissioner this morning. And from what I understand, your buildings have not been inspected in years. And we're putting a team together to come over. And uh, I hope everything goes okay. So you have a nice day. So the next day, Ann Burke had a registered letter that they could use the word Olympics. Hey, welcome to the Painless Podcast. It's Chris Hartwig from Painless Networking here. The last episode of the year, Painless Pod 38. You just heard Jim Skinny Sheehan talking about Avery Brundage, Ann Burke, and the first Mayor Daly, and how Special Olympics was allowed to use Olympics in their title. Today's guests are Skinny Sheehan and Jen Kramer. Both are board members. Both are past presidents of Special Olympics in Chicago and passionately involved in that organization and fundraising. And uh, a big part of the focus of today's podcast, the Polar Plunge, coming up on March 4th. We break some news, too. Special Olympics is about to kick off a campaign to try and add a fifth star to the Chicago flag, commemorating Special Olympics starting in Chicago 50 years ago this coming summer. And uh, this is what we try to do with each Painless Podcast connect with good human beings in and around sports and event marketing not just sound bites but conversations with smart interesting generous in this case a couple funny people uh, who share with us how and why they've reached the success they've had how and why networking and mentoring have shaped their careers now you may love networking maybe you try to avoid it at all costs trying to figure it out here and listening to the pod but you know you're better off if you could take the pain out of networking well my humble suggestion is this Get over to painless.network today, set up your free profile, and then you can simply and directly connect with other good human beings painlessly. You can find a solution to post or share a job or an internship or a project in real time, or you can find yourself an awesome new job. Or maybe you need to vet and connect with a potential partner or vendor. Just head to the new painless.network today. Take the pain out of networking. So great to see many of you at uh, Happy Camper on December 6th. Great turnout, a lot of fun. Good to see some familiar faces and some new faces. Had about 75 folks come through, I think it was. We sent a nice little check over to Children's Home and Aid, uh, just under 500 bucks. So thank you, all of you who donated. That gives uh, a bunch of kids who may not otherwise have a happy Hanukkah or Christmas made that possible for them. All right, uh, today's pod specifically, uh, it's, it's quite a trip. Uh, we talk about the simple beginnings of the Special Olympics and, and the resistance that they met to make it all happen in Chicago in July of 68, thanks to uh, Ann Burke, now Justice Ann Burke's vision, uh, the Chicago Park District, the vision of the first mayor, Daly, and in, him twisting Avery Brundage's arm from the uh, International Olympic Committee, which we heard at the opening there. And of course, Eunice Kennedy Shriver driving this from a national, a federal level to the huge heights that we're at today. Special Olympics today is an incredible international movement and happening in more than 170 countries and more than 5 million athletes participating, not only changing their lives, but their families' lives, those around them, and uh, creating awareness for quite a few people of, of all that these uh, challenged individuals can accomplish. It's, it's really some amazing work. So our guest specifically, Skinny Sheehan, 
He started the Chicago Public Schools. He worked in the state's attorney's office. He ran Second Mayor Daly's Office of Special Events, moved to become assistant GM at uh, the revamped McCormick Place. And after he, uh, using air quotes here, retired, he's been spending a ton of time cajoling all his contacts and and relationships and friends he's he's made over the years to support Special Olympics Chicago as their director of development. And then there's Jen Kramer. She recently became DePaul's director of university events. Many of you may know her from prior stops, including director of events at Navy Pier and sports development director at the Mayor's Office of Special Events, where she and, and Skinny first started working, got to know each other. Uh, she worked under both Mayors Daly and Emmanuel. A uh, great, a, a really cool story from Jen, uh, just a great human being, always giving, and uh, she's become the biggest individual fundraiser on the Polar Plunge, single-handedly bringing in about $500,000 since uh, her first plunge back in uh, 2000, 2001, I believe it was. Uh, we talk about later on, she does it one person at a time. She loves Chicago so much for uh, participating in organizations like this, but she's also run for uh, aldermen in the last election cycle. So the plunge specifically, it's a great opportunity to get involved one way or another, actually participating in fundraising or maybe helping out as a volunteer on that day, March 4th. The plunge last year raised over $1.6 million. It's amazing. I'd say you've got to do it at least once. All right, recorded December 14th at Special Olympics Chicago's offices in the South Loop. Let's get connected with Skinny Sheehan and Jen Kramer. Hello and welcome to the Painless Podcast. It's Chris Hartwig here with two of my favorite people, Jim Skinny Sheehan. We've also got Jen Kramer, who's with us from, uh, she's the director of events at University Events at DePaul right now. And uh, Jim is the director of development at Special Olympics Chicago. Both of them are board members. Both of these two are past presidents of Special Olympics Chicago. So we're going to focus today on uh, Special Olympics Chicago, uh, the big polar plunge that's coming up, as well as the uh, amazing 50th anniversary is already here for Special Olympics in Chicago. So we're going to talk about all those things. But before we do, I want to uh, I always like to give some background on our on our guests. So, you know, Skinny, tell me a little bit about uh, how you got into this this whole space because you you actually started in education, right? As yes, a I was a teacher, Chicago Public Schools for when I first got out of college. I did that for about thirteen years. Then I went down to the Board of Trade for about a year, and then I went to the State's Attorney's Office when uh, Mayor Daly got elected State's Attorney in nineteen eighty. And uh, I was there for the whole time he was state's attorney, and then I went to the mayor's office, the office of special events, and then I went to McCormick Place. Uh, and when you were at mayor's office of special events, you, you know, that's how we connected back in the '90s time frame we're talking about, and that was overseeing Taste of Chicago and yeah, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. We had a, had a great people that worked in my office, so I was really fortunate to have a lot of good people. And I was really fortunate to have Mayor Daly, who was, you know, he, it was like playing basketball for Bobby Knight. <laughs> you know, he kept an eye on you and, and pushed it. But we had great people, and we responded, and we did a lot of really good things for the city. And it was, uh, uh, it was just a great time. And, it was, uh, and then I went over to McCormick Place for about, about 13 years also as the assistant general manager. So I've been very, very lucky. I've got to meet a lot of people in this town. And then I was on the board at Special Olympics, and when I retired about five years ago, I said I was going to uh, volunteer down here one day a week, and then it, I just got carried away. So everything <laughs> is good, though. It's, this is a great cause. 
Well, how did you get? Yeah, what was the tie? And I mean, obviously, this is a uh, you know, there's a legacy that we can talk a little bit more about with Special Olympics in Chicago. But you know, you you knew some folks here. Did you yeah, have a family um, story? Yeah, the, was, the, the the charity, like every charity in the city, anyone that has any sort of history, you know, they have ups and downs and ups and downs and. Depending on uh, sometimes they're rolling along real good and then things change or whatever. But this charity was kind of having a uh, in, in a tough time. And uh, Ann Burke, Justice Ann Burke, uh, asked Pam and Izzy to come over here. She came over, and my nephew Michael Sheehan came here, and then uh, uh, I came here on, on the board. Susan Nickel was hired as the executive director, and you know Susan. Susan worked with us for years in the city, and she was just great. And then um, that's kind of how it came about. And then we started putting events together and things, and now we've got this charity going, actually going really good, uh, especially from whence it came a few years ago. And uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of good things that are going on. We have about 7,500 athletes now in Chicago. When I first got here, I think we had about twenty five hundred or three thousand. So oh, wow! So it's grown so that much. It's, it's grown exponentially, and uh, th- there's a lot of need for this, and it uh, really makes a difference in not just athletically, but it makes a difference in their lives all over the place. It completely makes a difference in their lives. So we're fortunate to be doing this. We got a great board. We got a lot of really good people. Joe Nagel is our new executive director. And Kevin Magnuson is the president of the board right now. Uh, Kevin is, you know, he comes from the... Keith Magnuson was yep. his father, the hockey player, and Kevin's a great hockey player. So uh, we've got a good group, that, and we have a lot of things going on, and uh, so we're looking forward to a great year. And do you do you fundraise, uh, do development stuff all across? It's not You're not focused on just big events or things like that. Like, you're across... Your work is to benefit the... The, across the whole Special Olympics Chicago organization, yes, and, right? Uh, what's kind of funny about it is that I think there's a lot of uh, businesses and stuff that think it's Special Olympics, and we have zillions of dollars. But uh, it's always difficult to raise money, but uh, I think we're doing a good job. We get a lot of corporate support in Chicago. There's, Chicago's amazing what they do for charities and stuff like that. And... Um, we don't do just for events. You know, we have people that come in and sponsor a sport. We also have people that come in and just are our sponsors. They come in and give us X amount of dollars. But we're, we've got a very good record as far as money coming in and where that money goes. We have a very lean staff, and uh, it, it seems to work good, though. All right, we'll come, I'm going to come back and talk some more about the different programs, especially the as we talked about at the outset, the, the, the plunge coming up very soon and the 50th anniversary this summer. But uh, I don't want to neglect our, our good friend Jen Kramer over here. Mm-hmm. Welcome. I've been trying to get you on the podcast in it for since day one, so this is a very exciting day for me. So here I am. It took, it took you coming in to support Skinny to That's make right. it happen. He but can't we, do these things by himself. No, no. I don't do anything by he's, myself. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's such a delicate little flower that needs his hand held. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, tell us a little bit about your your background. You know, you're a, you were a, a boiler maker and uh, coming out of Purdue. What did you, you know, what were you thinking you were going to do for a, for a career? And how has that led to, to being involved with the Special Olympics? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a proud boilermaker. I graduated from Purdue uh, early 90s. And um, I was a hospitality major and 
knew that I liked events, knew that I liked the restaurant and hotel business and wasn't really quite sure. So I had a few jobs, um, one with Pepsi. I worked for Disney. I had a few um, changes in career leading up to uh, how I know Skinny truly is my career with the city of Chicago and the mayor's office special events. I spent uh, 12 years there. And then I spent the last six years at Navy Pier as the director of events, and now I'm most recently at DePaul as the director of university events. So um, really event-based most of the time, knew that I was somebody that could handle and manage events because it takes a pretty special sort of person. But um, That's a nice way to put it. Special person, (laughs) right? Special. Maybe slightly stupid as well. No, I'm just kidding. I teach a class at DePaul now, uh, an introduction to event planning, and I warn everybody that it's not uh, floral arranging and um, hanging of banners, that it's, you know, dirty fingernails and 4 a.m., and people don't realize that. No, right, right. But my tie to Special Olympics is probably um, what I'm most proud of. You know, if I look back on my... I don't know if it's a long career, but it's a career nonetheless. And um, I've been on the board right around 13 or 14 years. Um, I started, my involvement with Special Olympics started very early on. I was in third grade and I grew up next door to a family. I'm an only child. I grew up next door to a family that had a child my same age with profound special needs. Oh, okay. And um, I spent a lot of time next door. And they had five kids. There were none at my house. So where did I want to go? And her name was Mary Catherine. She's since uh, recently passed away. But um, my mom tells the story. uh, You know, we're talking about like 1975, um, where people with special needs were not looked at as they are today. Uh, Certainly in our family and certainly in the Wright, uh, their last name was Wright, in the Wright family, Mary Catherine was as uh, important of a family member as anybody. And she couldn't walk. She sat on the floor, and they moved her from room to room, wherever the people were. She would sit on the kitchen floor during dinner time, and she was just part of the family. And my mom said to me one time, so what's it like to be with Mary Catherine? You know, just maybe sort of starting some conversation. And I said, "Um, it's good. She said, so um, what do you think about Mary Catherine? Do you think she's different uh, and my mom said, I looked at her with this really strange look on my face and said, mom, she just sucks her toes. She's not really that different. Like there was nothing different about her to me, right. uh, except, you know, she sucked on her foot every now and then, which, you know, you is, wish you could is, do exactly is just what Mary Catherine did. And she was as much of a part of my life childhood as anybody. And that was really kind of where it all began. And I went on to coach special Olympics in high school, uh, up in Lake County where I grew up uh, in Wakanda, and then I coached in college. And so I was driving down Lakeshore Drive in 2099 or 2000, whenever the first plunge was, and I saw the sign, do the Chicago Polar Plunge Special Olympics. I was like, well, that's a no-brainer. And I think at the time you had to raise 50 bucks, and it was on a pledge sheet. They were 50 blue. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. And I think the first year I put the word out. I mean, this is like before email, you know, I put the word out and ended up raising like 1500 bucks and thought, Hmm, I think I might be onto something here. And so, uh, that was the first year skinny and I were new friends. We plunged together. Um, I made him wear a grass skirt 
and a and a, and a lay. Yeah, you had to see that. He obliged. I'll I'll try and get you the picture, Hartway, for that, your website. I, 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 I love that. Yes, I, I ate a coconut, you know, uh-huh. uh, brazier on. It was pretend, but uh, we had a lot of laughs, and I thought, well, this is it. Here it goes, and I've done it ever since. So, so what year was that? Um, Two thousand. So you've yeah. done seventeen of them, right? sixteen or seventeen? I can't. Yeah. One how, one year is missing from my photo uh, memory. And, so. and your memory, memory? Like, was that you needed? Her too memory much? wasn't working that year. <laughs> yeah, either. no. I think I think it was two thousand was the first plunge. Yeah. I think maybe I and did how, it in two thousand one. Now you've been prolific uh, in a word in terms of fundraising for that. Uh, I've She's been unbelievable. It is right. Like, how, how much have you? And your group raised from, you know, because you've got the group of people that do it every year now. Yeah. Do you know what that number is, at least roughly? Yeah, the group has evolved. We never fundraised as a team because I was always, uh, I really want to encourage people to raise their own dough because it's real easy on a team when somebody's doing a lot of the work. Other people sort of let their foot off the gas. So it's a group that's evolved over the years. Um, I think it's somewhere close to five hundred thousand uh, yeah. dollars that I've raised, and you know, truthfully, it's not rocket science. It's just about being really diligent. And Skinny can speak to that. She's very diligent. You take, That's you don't nice take no for it. an answer. <laughs> you shake every tree. I talk to everyone I know. I mean, I've gotten donations from people I've never met before because somebody else talked to them about my passion for the cause. And, you know, I understand and uh, realize the difference it makes for people, not just the people with special needs, but for all the people associated with them. And um, it's profound. Well, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of, to me, of Special Olympics in particular, is how much it's, that it's can open up the world for some of these these kids and athletes, for example, in, in the, the games. I mean, that's that's terrific. They're giving that opportunity uh, and, and the confidence that they get that comes with that. I've, I've seen and heard so many great touch, touching stories about that. But, I mean, it's you're both examples of you get involved and it's you might probably argue that it's been more beneficial and more rewarding and, and life-changing for you than these kids. And these kids have, you know, had profound, you know, improvements and changes in their lives. That's the beauty of this, that... I mean, it's a beauty, really, probably of any giving back uh, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, if you're really passionate about it, you get involved. But I mean, this seems to touch people. You, you've had to have heard between you two so many stories of mm-hmm. amazing stuff and that this this money that you raise going to such tangible things as well. It's just got to be so rewarding to do it. Well, and Skinny can back me up on this. I think it was the first Mayor Daly who said that uh, given the, that that uh, Special Olympics was born at Soldier Field, July 20th, 1968, that this was not only Chicago's greatest export to the world, but really a civil rights movement uh, as part of the larger civil rights movement, Um, the care and and concern and attention um, to get people, you know, there were people born with Down syndrome in 1968, 1958, who were told that they weren't going to live or that they needed to be institutionalized. And Justice Stan Burke is the one who said, absolutely not, as a young woman in the Chicago Park District. She said, my children also need uh, a valid way to learn sport and learn team and learn self-esteem. Uh, and that's how it all began, truly. Uh, but as if I think about it, when I raise my money and I craft my letter every year, it gets tricky year after year because it's the same darn thing. Um, it is about equal rights and it is about acceptance and inclusion. And it, 
if that isn't the fabric of who we all are, especially in today's day and age, um, you know, the most vulnerable people in the world need as much acceptance as anyone else. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, you alluded to, uh, Chris Kennedy, who's Eunice Shriver's nephew and President Kennedy's sister, she got together with Ann Burke and Mary Daly, and that's how it began in 1968. But she, or he says that this, if you look at history, Special Olympics was the beginning of the civil rights movement for people with disabilities across the board. It was the first time someone actually said, no, this we're not going to do this anymore the way we've been doing it. And it has led to all this stuff with not just uh, cognitive disabilities, mm-hmm. disabilities in general. So it's, it's, it's kind of neat, and we're very proud of the fact that it began here in Chicago. I am a firm believer that <clears throat> we have never told the story properly because most of the people in Chicago really don't know that uh, Special Olympics began here. But it, we're in a, <clears throat> 170 countries around the world now. And if you went to 95% of those countries, they've never heard of the Cubs or the White Sox or <laughs> the Bears or any of that stuff, but they all know what Special Olympics is. So it really has changed the world. And, uh, you know, when they hear the games, I don't know, eight or nine years ago in Shanghai, China, you know, 10 years previously, if, if they had a disabled child, they, they killed it. And then they had the, at the opening ceremonies, they had 91,000 people come out in Shanghai for the opening ceremony. So it's had a profound effect, not just here, but it's had a profound effect in places like China and places that are, don't have all the uh, advantages that we have. And it's really had a great impact around the world. But it's really important that people understand that it started right here in Chicago. There's a great story that goes with that. Um, the man that was the head of the Olympics at that time, the Olympics Olympics, was Avery Brundage. Right. And Avery Brundage was this big, powerful, you know, he was a, he was a rower in the Olympics and won a gold medal and went on to be the president of the international president of, uh, of Olympic, the Olympics. And in 1968, uh, when Eunice Kennedy and Ann Burke named this Special Olympics, he was a very important businessman in Chicago. He owned a couple of hotels, a couple of buildings. Well, he went nuts, you know, that they used the word Olympics because no one can use the word Olympics. And so he um, sent him a letter to cease and desist. You cannot do that anymore, ba 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 ba. And Ann Burke likes to tell the story about she was very upset. She brought the letter into Mayor Daly and said, uh, this is what we got. We've been threatened. They're going to have take legal issue against us. And he said, let me see that. And he went over and he got Avery Brundage on the phone. And he said, how are things going? And then he said, she said, you could hear him when he brought this up. He said, I understand some misunderstanding about this the Special Olympics, and then Brundage kind of went nuts on the phone, and then the mayor said, you know what, I had the fire commissioner this morning, and from what I understand, your buildings have not been inspected in years, and we're putting a team together to come over, and uh, I hope everything goes okay, so you have a nice day. So the next day, Ann Burke had a registered letter that they could use the word Olympics. (laughs) No one can use the word Olympics, but that's... Well, that's true. a backstory, but it's but a great story. You can't use it. That no. that is true, mm-hmm. and that's that's funny how that all, all so came that's together. Chicago, 
That is Chicago. <laughs> but that there is. is now a movement that they are connected very much through the National Coca-Cola mm-hmm. sponsorship. You'll see special mentions of Special Olympics oh, on yeah. commercials now, uh, which is really tremendous. But right. that's They've not been, that's been pretty recent. Right, yeah. it has been recent. But but it you know to think that in in July 1968 there was about a thousand athletes from 26 states and Canada that came to Chicago. The Kennedy Foundation, the Chicago Park District, and the mayor's office really put that whole thing together. And uh, uh, it was the beginning of a movement that uh, really has changed the world. It, mm-hmm. it has really changed the world, and it has people much more aware of people with disabilities, period. But, uh, you know, one from the 1,000 athletes to we have about 5 million now worldwide. So it's pretty neat. And that's one of the things that we're working on for this 50th anniversary that's coming up uh, with Justice Burke. We're going to put a fifth star on the Chicago flag. and uh, You heard it here first. It's, we're breaking a story on your show here, but we had meetings this week with Justice Burke and Jay Doherty and people from the City Club and some PR companies and stuff, and we've already raised a bunch of money just for this. and So we're going to do a campaign, a grassroots campaign, the Chicago flag has four things on it right now. The Chicago Fire, the uh, the um, Fort Dearborn Massacre. Those were both one-day events. The World's Fair of 1893 and the World's Fair of 1933. One, you know, one ran for a whole summer. The other one, well, they're both events that lasted a few months, but they can't, came and went. Special Olympics has gone on for 50 years, and it's, and it's not just here. It's everywhere. So it's something that we should tell that story. We should get it out. And one of the ways that we th- we're going to do is to um, petition to have a fifth star added to Chicago flag. Oh, that's awesome! I'm going to include uh, information, all the information, in the just check your podcast description for links to uh, SOChicago.org, the website, uh, the 50th anniversary uh, splash page and information page, as well as uh, the, by the time the, this goes up next week. Um, if we've got any information on it, on the fifth star for people to check out. If not, then just stay in touch with the podcast, and I'll have that uh, as, as soon as there's uh, info out there. To, yeah, to we're get just involved. starting the campaign. Yeah, so that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that, and it makes perfect sense to me. So, um, you know, so so I want to talk a little bit more about Polar Plunge, and then actually get into specifically about you know how ways people can get involved, whether it's the plunge or the 50th anniversary. I, I, or I do want to add one no, thing, go, go ahead, go. Chris, and, and that is that uh, we are in 152 schools down in the city of Chicago. There's 23 agencies like Misericordi, uh, Lighthouse for the Blind, Easter Seals. So we have 23 agencies, 152 schools, and 23 parks. Everything we do, we do with those partners, but in particular with Mike Kelly in the Chicago Park District, mm-hmm. Jerry Hennigan and uh, Eileen and uh, Mike Benefit, their staff over there is no city in the United States can figure out how we have such impact in difficult areas like we do in the city of Chicago. About 80% of our, or 75 to 80% of our athletes are below the poverty level. Mm. But to, to get into those areas, in the, and we do it through the schools, and we have 650 coaches or whatever that are trained. We, this is a big, big operation. Thanks to the public schools, Pam and Izzy, and thanks to the uh, uh, Chicago Park District, we have, we, just, we have very, very significant impact in uh, 
in the cities, and it doesn't exist in other cities. No, like I was we just going to say it is Chicago is given the birthplace. Chicago is a model that Special Olympics International has right. always taken a real close look at. There's just nothing like it in terms of, you know, if you go downstate to Peoria or you go to Louisville, Kentucky, there aren't uh, organizations that are really like a tripod. Chicago Public Schools, Chicago Park District, and a fundraising arm to produce the programs. So it's uh, it's unique uh, in that, but it's also very very viable. Has proved right. with those two partners to be well, uh, incredible. Right, and you talk the impact of it. Like you're talking about the the Olympics and around the the regular air quotes Olympics, but I mean, where how else does the Paralympics happen? without, to me, without Special Olympics being out there. No, it never would have happened. Right? And the awareness of that. But the whole the whole fact of the, the same thing with, you know, what would have happened 50 years ago with a lot of these kids was, like you were talking about before, they get institutionalized or sent away or whatever. Absolutely. And, oh, yeah, you can't do this. You can't do this. And then, I mean, that's... Uh, now it, it's it's completely nonsensical to think that we thought like that. It's like thinking flat Earth. It's like, you know, we've all been around the the marathon. The example there was like, oh, a woman can't run that far, can't right. run the marathon. That's why they wouldn't allow them to run. Their right. their ovaries were going to fall out For or sure. something like and that. And in you look our back lifetimes. like right, no, right, and I mean, within the within very 50 recent, years ago, yeah, 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 that how much that changed. So the ripple effect, and it's, you know, I've, um, and, and and the same thing with. Uh, the wheelchair athletes mm-hmm. in the uh, in, that are mm-hmm. uh, not just in the marathon and races, but they, they, there's so much activity that at one time when someone was disabled like that, they, they put them in a wheelchair, and it was like, we'll see you when, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, forget about it. You're forget done. about it. And all that, I believe, uh, comes in one way or another from the Special Olympics starting here in 1968. So it's something that Chicago... Jen and myself and people that are involved with this, we know the story and we just take it for granted, but it's something Chicago should be really proud of. Because 100 years from now, if you study Chicago history and stuff like that, uh, 100 years from now, they're not going to write about the Cubs. I mean, they'll say, oh, the Cubs won the World Series and the Bears won the Super Bowl in 1986 or what. But Special is going to be an extremely mm-hmm. important part of Chicago oh, right. history. Uh, not, and not just city, but like you talked about, nationally, internationally, globally. Right. The social change that's that's come out of that is amazing. So let's... Um, it wouldn't be oh, a geez. skinny interview. Right. Or conversation if his phone don't go off. No, no, so, no, no. Sorry, I it's, forgot to, to. It's actually it's. He just said a reminder. It's sort of endearing. So that, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> no. you can't even get mad at. So him. before we forget, I want to like polar plunge. How big is that right now? How much money is raised from that? And how the heck did it start? Was it started here? or Was it as other ideas? I'm gonna let Jen do this since she's the number one fundraiser <laughs> in polar plunge history. <laughs> Well, she's very and she she's very shy about that too. But she's not shy about asking for money, but she doesn't. <laughs> That's right. And everyone who's listening should send me a dollar. Um, Polar Plunge started in 2000 yeah. here in Chicago. I don't know that Chicago is responsible for the creation of the Polar Plunge because it's Chicago Park District employees. Chicago Park District employees, but it is now a national fundraising entity. Of, oh, so of wait, Special but Olympics. the Park District, the Park District was behind that. It was yeah, created here. about forty employees, and were they saying, "Let's this is our thing. We'll do for Special Olympics." Yes. Oh, okay. Because the program was in the Park District, and they got about forty people, and they all went in different directions. They raised like twenty three thousand dollars, and they thought, 
this is unbelievable. We'll never top this. Well, right. Well, compared to the $50 per person to get involved, even initially, like that, that is a lot of money. And, Mm -hmm. but, but right. Compared to what it is now, like what did the Chicago plunge do last year in fundraising as so, a total. So correct me if I'm wrong, 1. 1.6, 1.55 no, 1. million yeah, dollars. One, 1. 1.6 or seven, in a, yeah. in a one-day event, which is really a three-hour event, uh, close to you know 5,000 plungers, about 25,000 spectators. Um, it's uh, probably my most favorite day of the year. It's a proud day for Chicago. It's a proud day for Chicagoans. More importantly, it's fun. Right. You don't have to plunge, but you can come out and support or you can support all of those that are plunging. It's a family-focused day. We've had, um, you know, lots of A-list celebrities over the last three or four years, including uh, Jimmy Fallon, Vince Vaughn, Lady Gaga, Taylor Kinney, the Chicago Fire Group, Chicago Med, Chicago Police, uh, all those wonderful shows filmed here in town. Right. Uh, lots. Uh, Commissioner John Fritchie, I think, was the first elected official that we ever had that was way, way, way back. He calls himself, we call him the original VIP. (laughs) Now he's like, nobody even knows if I'm here anymore. Uh, So the plunge has grown um, into an an absolute success story. Uh, We can credit lots of people that have come before us to work very diligently on that. Certainly uh, the Chicago Park District, who without them, it wouldn't be possible. Um, and see, that's, I didn't realize, I mean, I knew that there was the support there, but I didn't realize how, uh, even in kind of the formation of it in the first place and, and allow, continuing to allow it to, or helping it to grow and all. That's, that's good to uh, learn something new today on that. So We also get great support from Mayor Emanuel and the mayor's right. office. He, he, was the, he was the reason why Jimmy Fallon ended up oh, coming. That's right. It was a bet. Or it was a bet with it? the Chicago Challenge. Public Library that Chicago uh, public school students would read right. a million books in a summer. And he wagered sort of with um, uh, Brian Bannon, who I believe is still the commissioner of the library. Uh, that did happen uh, in a conversation with Fallon. Right. He said, If our kids read a million books, you're going to come do the polar plunge with me. And sure enough, uh, it happened, and you know, I think we were all shocked uh, that you know Jimmy Fallon's show was just starting. Right. You know, it was just. I think he had taped like three or four episodes, and he came to Chicago, and it was. Uh, and he was. It was a blast. It was a national news story, right. certainly. Right. Uh, in a and big then way. when Lady Gaga came, like the next year, then it was like insane. Right. Because it was all over. But the- this is not like to that point, and you saw you saw it very authentically with Jimmy about <laughs> you're sticking your neck out there, really. If you do this, like this is not uh, uh, you know the, running a marathon or something is, is certainly difficult. Uh, as a celeb, you don't want to you know look look terrible right. doing it. It's a challenge to do that. But this whole, I mean, this is like. Not for know? the faint of heart. No, for it's sure. not. Yeah, like you could see that reaction of him hitting the. The water, and he thought, you know, he had the, the, you know, whatever layers on underneath and everything that, but you, you know. Well, in the days leading up to the plunge, he said, "Chicago, if you're with me, wear a suit and tie." He wore a suit and tie to uh, plunge in, right. and I was president at the time, so I actually plunged with him. And he's uh, absolutely everything you think he is. He's an amazing, wonderfully kind, hilarious person. 
And in the articles afterwards, and I actually heard him say this uh, when Rahm Emanuel then went on his show to recap the whole thing, he said, uh, all I heard were the bagpipes. You know, we have Shannon Rovers there every year. He said, and I thought I was dying. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he had a full, you know, anyone who plunges knows less is more with clothes. Wear stuff you can get get off very quickly. He had a full suit and tie on, buttoned up, you know, dress shoes, the whole thing. He was pretty cold. It was a cold year. If you're comfortable... Before you go in the water, you have way too many You've clothes. You've done it in. wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to be cold, you gotta be going cold in. first. <laughs> you almost have to dress like you're going for a run. Are you, right. you play, going to play tennis? Because once you get out, uh, we've had people that wear layers and sweatshirts, and it's not a good thing you to do. You regret that. See, this is good. This is good advice for 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 uh, rookie plungers about avoid layers, avoid the long sleeves, and all that. So. Is the uh, if somebody is interested in in, in doing a plunge, uh, getting involved with the plunge this year, raise, fundraising and and all that? Where is that? Uh, has that been kicked off yet, or when do they want to be look? When do we want to have folks looking for that? Yeah, reg- information? registration is open now, and they can go to uh, uh, chicagopolarplunge.org. Chicago Polar Plunge. Okay, I'll put that in the description. ChicagoPolarPlunge.org. Perfect. Okay, good. So that's good that it's already. Today you can We're up and running. We've got people signed up and raising mm-hmm. money already, and, uh, we, we, and people are welcome to come out. And it, it is daunting, but you know what? You go in the water, you come out, and then you can talk about it for the next six months. Oh, for sure. It's like that's... a one-up on anybody. And one of the things that's really interesting that Jen can tell you also is that it's a very good day for the Chicago bars. <laughs> for <Okay>. sure. <laughs> All these bars have... There's so many bars that have teams, it's unbelievable, and... And then it's fun, uh, Sunday fun day after, Without after a doubt. the plunge. Some of my most favorite memories right. have been on Polar Plunge Sunday. Right. Uh, it's a good day to defrost. It is. You know what I mean? There's so <laughs> many groups that go back to... Everywhere. Like, everywhere. They, they, we, you everywhere. Know, Special Olympics will pay for a bus to bring you and your team down to return to your neighborhood watering hole. It's really a great day. You take then, a, little, a little shot of something to warm the uh, cockles of your that's heart. Right. And then they, they all, everyone goes back there, and that's how they talk about, well, yeah, when I went on. But, so it, but, it, but it is. It yeah. is, like in a way, like the marathon. It's right. one of those things that nobody can ever take away from you. You right. had the courage to do it. You drew everybody in and fundraised around it. You drew the courage to actually plunge and and the pictures and video and all that kind of stuff you'll have that forever to talk about and talk trash with your friends who without chickened out or, or whatever so and you know when you do it the first time i did it i thought of that movie uh, a movie well it's the old movie the titanic but now that <laughs> then they made a titanic but you you think about you see something oh if i if i went in that water i would just swim over here and I, you go in that water. Once you hit that water, you are paralyzed. Right. It's like, oh my god. I've been quoted as saying it feels like ten million little miniature needles. Yes. Going into your skin. It's yeah. bad. Oh, great. That's but so you great. run in. You, there's no jumping involved. You run right. in and run out. So if you accidentally get up to your knees and have to turn around and leave, nobody will shame you. It's a lot more than a lot of people have done. Then yeah. there's the ones that take the header and you know yeah. go for a quick dip. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's all fun, but there's a lot of people that, uh, and we've had various weather conditions, and uh, I remember the one year, the temperature was about 12, and the wind was out of the north about 30 miles an hour. The wind chill was like 8 below or 10 below zero, and it was snowing sideways. We were the Olympic rings that year. That's when Chicago was bidding on the Olympics. <laughs> that was Skinny brutal. Had a torch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was... the wind was whipping, the snow was sideways. Oh. I mean, everybody's skin was 
bright pink. Oh, yeah. so bad. <laughs> Real, that was a bad one. That and then a, we've had 50 degree days. Right. Yeah. But I tell people it's the temperature of the water. water that the sunshine helps always, but the water right. is not heated up. Right. So. And is there a opportunity? The other the other part of all this discussion that's important too is it maybe, okay, I, I can't, I won't dive in uh, to the water, but I want to support the event or other events, what are people, are you looking for more volunteers? Because you talked about, what, there's 5,000-plus people that you've got to get, you know, get plunging. You've got tens of thousands of people show up, and then all the support people that are there from, you know, we know Dave Kindler, and, mm-hmm. and those guys do the photography and video stuff, and coordinating all that. Is that uh, something that people can get involved with? Because we've got a lot of events and, you know, sports Marketers that might be interested in supporting that way. Uh, what do they do if they're? We do get a lot of volunteers. Same go to Chicago Polar Plunge also, or okay. so or sochicago.org. Yeah, you can d- sign up. Send a to note to, through sochicago.org and say you want to volunteer. All right, they want to send money. We won't get mad either. No, I think you'll <laughs> take it. Right. The, what, what about you know? In terms of that, like who else gets involved? Uh, you know, both of you have. Education background and and public service from backgrounds from both of you and being involved in working in different ways with the city of Chicago and and Jen we didn't even talk about you know you run for alderman even you know that you've been you've been very giving in a lot of ways what what are the other people like that are I mean I'm assuming it's a whole range of people that there's not oh, yeah. one kind of st- like. You know, you don't have to fit in any certain kind of mold to come and. Well, we get be a support group, from a lot right? of corporations, and uh, you know, and, and of course, the Commonwealth Edison is our number one each year. Uh, this year, I mean, they have you know four hundred seventy-five or five hundred fifty people jump in the lake, and they raise oh my gosh a ton of money. This year, they're all going to wear hard hits mm-hmm. with with uh, five star flags on them. Mm-hmm. So we're working on that. And people's gas, too. People gas, people's gas. New this year, uh, Deloitte and Touche. You know, big organizations send big. teams and really use it as a, a giving back, uh, right. morale building, well, but, team building. Well, right. And on top of it, it's just, again, like we keep talking about the marathon, but it's something we're all familiar with. That that like that that like thing that's taken the marathon to another level was the team and training type concept sure. too, for fundraising, that you could be any size, shape, whatever. Yep. And then you also have... Coworkers slash friends that are going, hey, come on, we got a competition you know, right, for sure. Right, Friendly. I'm doing this. You got to, you know, right. don't don't back out. You right. got to make this happen. Or, Absolutely. Hey, I've hit a thousand dollars already. Fundraise. Where are you at? That mm-hmm. kind of a thing. It's great. It and it and then more people are talking about it. Yeah, we should should mention the marathon since uh, over twenty thousand people got their notices on Tuesday that they didn't get in the marathon. So if they want to run the marathon, then go to sochicago.org. Again, and contact us. We have places in the mm-hmm. marathon, and uh, a lot of people. That's a lot of people to turn away. And every year we have 100, 125 people that run the marathon for Special Olympics. But we have entries. the entries. So mm-hmm. if they're, if they're interested, they got to raise some money. But they got right now they got like uh, nine months to raise the money. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not brain surgery. No, how how much is it for like for the marathon? I'm just curious as an example. What's the what's the threshold to get the entry? What do they have to do? For uh, well, the entry fee is two hundred bucks. We ask them to raise fifteen hundred. Okay, that would include their their entry, entry fee. Yeah, and so it's, it's also they also get training, and they we also right. have we have the finest setup. Um, the post race uh, setup that we offer that many other charities don't, mm-hmm. unfortunately, is uh, head and shoulders above. It's massage and hot breakfast and room for their family. Um, wonderful. Is it, um, 
was Armand's restaurant on South oh, Michigan yeah. Avenue, twenty yeah. Fourteenth in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So, you know the you know like Carrie Pikowski says, you guys have the best setup of any any charity. There's <laughs> 175 chairs. You guys have the best by far because it's a restaurant. It's the, re- the restaurant that's closest to the finish line, and people can watch the beginning of the race. They, and then uh, you try to you know keep track of them, whatever. But they come right by there, and they can tell their families, just go to this restaurant, sit down, have a beer, have an omelet, mm-hmm. and then we come back. So we have a, we do have a tremendous setup. And, you know, I've run the marathon many, many times. And, no, I, you know, I can tell you no one has a better setup than Special Olympics. The park is so, and now with all the changes since the Boston Marathon, you know, it's it's everything is real, real tight. And it's much easier to tell people, hey, just come down to this Restaurant. They got the marathon on TV. They got it on the radio. It's a wonderful cheering it's station a, at the 25th mile. Yeah. It's really cool. It is. Yeah. With, special, with Special Olympics Chicago, where you, I'm, I'm thinking and recalling this right that you were one of you know, Mercy Home has always been a big charity partner of theirs. But I, well, you were one of the the uh, early on charities in there too. Right? Yeah. So you've got a long yeah. history with specifically we have with the a Chicago lot, We do when they started not just the, you personally, but especially right. Chicago does right. Yes. When uh, the carries, you know, they started doing the charity, uh, not just in Chicago, they did Boston, New York, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then they started setting aside things. We, we got, we got in there. We were one of the first ones with Susan was here mm-hmm. and we hook, uh, hooked up with Carrie and Carrie helped us out and it's worked out very, very good for us. And, yeah. uh, and we do get runners from all around the country and mm-hmm. even a couple this year now. They're outside the country. They've that's contacted right. us in the last couple of oh, days. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. That, that's, because that's right. going to be a way to get in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but they'll probably say, okay, I didn't get in. And then they're looking at what organizations and they're like, oh, yeah, Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. We know them mm-hmm. here. But that's just, it's not just Special Olympics. They want to run with us because we are, a lot of these charities are uh, very, very boring. We're a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're a lot of fun. I mean, what I'll, you know, the, the cheering station, the high five station, we call it, right. is, uh, is not to be missed. And it is fun. It's a it's a family. It's small. We're very Chicago based, and people really get to experience that. Okay, right. so we've got we're running we're going to run out of time here for both of you guys' schedules. So I appreciate it big time. Is there anything that we missed, or you want to reiterate from either of you? I, I just want to mention real quickly yeah, about what we have coming up for the fiftieth anniversary this year. Uh, we're working with a lot of groups: the mayor's office, the restaurant association. All these groups are. Uh, we're doing a lot of fundraising. We're going to have a United Football Cup, which is soccer, uh, July 17th to the 20th at Toyota Park. It's, and we're bringing in 32 teams, or excuse me, 24 teams from around the world. And a lot of them are sponsored by the, the big soccer teams that are in those countries. And it's going to be, uh, it's, a, it's called Unified Football Cup. We'll have our athletes playing with, you know, soccer players right. that, that are not uh, challenged. And uh, 24 teams around the world. So th- that's, a, that's a big thing that we're doing. We're in, putting in an eternal flame that's being dedicated on July 20th at Soldier Field to commemorate July 20th, 1968. We have a law enforcement torch run uh, from Toyota Park to Soldier Field, July 20th also. We have a global day of inclusion on July 21st. At Soldier Field in Northerly Island, where we will, uh, it'll be a festival with a lot of mm-hmm. sports and, mm-hmm. I mean, for for our athletes and uh, and uh, 
Other people that work with our athletes, you know, like we did before for the 40th. That That's Susan right. did that whole yep. thing over there, Soldier which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's going to be additional events and stuff leading up to it. You know, the Polar Plunge is part, going to be part of the 50th. We have a fundraiser carnival part of the 50th. Mm-hmm. We're going to, everything is going to lead up to the 50th anniversary, July. So we expect it to be a real big year. We have a lot of people coming in from around the world. We're going to, uh, it's part of the uh, Illinois celebrating their uh, bicentennial, not bicentennial, uh, 150th anniversary. Sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be part of the, the oh, you know, cool. we're part of that it's also. Mm-hmm. We're right. working very closely with the Illinois national and international on this event. And the mayor's office has been real, Mayor Amano has been real good to us. There's so much good stuff going on with this organization. So again, I'll post all the links, sochicago.org. And polarplungechicago.org? dot Chicago Polar Plunge. Chicago, dot okay. See, glad mm-hmm. I asked. Chicago Polar Plunge. They link to each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else? We good. We here? love painless networking. Oh, yes, Jen, we do. We do love it, Chris. We really appreciate you having yeah. us on. Oh, and as you can kind. see, Jen and I are not very passionate about. No, this. not at all. <laughs> well, we need another hour. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. That's right. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This was really great. And good luck with uh, with the plunge, with the fiftieth, with everything with Special Olympics. Thank thanks. you we'll so much. You thank you. All right. Thank you, Skinny. Thank you, Jen. Top-notch human beings giving so much uh, to the city and to specifically the uh, Special Olympics organization. Just good people. Um, check the pod des- uh, description if you haven't already for links to Special Olympics Chicago and the plunge and the 50th anniversary celebration stuff that's coming this summer. I hope uh, everybody's had a, either a great Hanukkah or an amazing Christmas or whatever you do or don't celebrate. I hope they're all spectacular. And uh, all of you, uh, key, another key tip, don't overdo it on New Year's Eve. Let's make it a resolution to get connected with more people in 2018. So thank you so much for listening. All 38 episodes I'm very proud of and uh, looking for an even greater 2018. Thanks for being a part of it. All right, enough yakking. I'm going to get out of your ears. And until next year, it's Chris Hartwig saying, stay connected, friends. Stay connected, friends.